0: Now he
1: takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms. Bear-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here
0: comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes they come the blue the Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. I'm talking about Paul's deep.
1: I'm talking about Paul's deep. I'm talking about Paul's deep. in love. feature presentation Balls Deep with Devin and What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Balls Deep. This is episode 21. <laughs> <laughs> and uh today we're going to be talking about some NBA, NFL, and UFC. Um we kind of took a little week off because we were dropping our uh divisional uh you know predictions for the NFL season. Uh, So we're giving you guys some time to watch those and, you know, kind of get a look into what we thought we would see from this NFL season. So uh, to jump right into it, we're going to jump into the NBA. We're going to start talking about these playoffs.
0: Playoffs? Uh, Playoffs?
1: (laughs) Obviously, we got uh, the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Uh, Currently, the Lakers are up 2-0. And then we have the Celtics and the Miami Heat. Who currently are two one two one with Miami leading two one obviously. Um you know, we're gonna be talking about our predictions for or what we had as predictions and what we see going forward from these, you know, matchups uh in these conference finals. So
0: uh being that, you know, tonight is game three of the Lakers Nuggets, uh I guess we'll talk about that first. Uh for me, I'm gonna keep, you know, my streak going. Lakers in six Uh, you mean past two series? I said Lakers in six, and they ended it in five. Nice gentleman, sweet. Uh, so I'm gonna keep that going. Hopefully, they'll continue that. But um, I had Lakers in six, and first first game or first two games, I I should say, proved my point. Um, the reason why I had Lakers in six was because I didn't defensively. I didn't think the Nuggets had a solution for Anthony Davis or even LeBron James. You know, driving the paint and. I mean, Anthony Davis proved why he's a problem. I mean, Game One, they really had no, no, you know, solution for him. Game Two, they kept it close. They actually almost pulled off a victory if it wasn't for Anthony Davis' buzzer beater, which he, you know, said he claims he said Kobe on when he when he took the shot, which afterwards, ap- afterwards. he claims it afterwards. But I mean, it was it was in the Mamba jerseys, so it, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Uh, so, I mean, I think. This might just end in a sweep, not even a gentleman sweep. I mean, yeah. unless they come out looking like they did for game two or even better, I don't see them taking a game. If anything, I have them taking one game, but like I said, Lakers in six, so I don't see them taking any more than two games, but the way the Lakers been looking, they ain't taking nothing. We taking the brooms out real soon.
1: Uh, Yeah. <laughs> prior to this series, I would have said uh in five because like you said we we had uh beat all the other teams in five um in the prior series so I was kind of thinking that the Nuggets would be able to steal one obviously we know uh, what Jokic and and Jamal Murray have been able to do especially uh from behind uh in their in their earlier playoff series. Um, so I thought they'd probably be able to steal one, especially, you know, if Jokic was able to play aggressive, which he did last game. He looked very good. I believe he dropped 31. Um, so I believed that they would be able to steal a game. Um, but the game that I think was theirs to steal, which was last game, um, we kind of stole back with that Anthony Davis buzzer beater. So, um, like I said, before this series, I probably would have gone and said it was going to be five games. Um i don't see that the nugget i don't see the nuggets uh getting more any more games the lakers obviously you know are playing very well they have no answer for anthony davis uh really their only chance has been when Jokic is playing aggressively um and more so on the scoring side end of the of the offense rather than the passing side um but we have all the momentum right now obviously we hit that huge buzzer beater we're up 2-0 um like I said, the game that I think they would have been able to steal, they kind of got it. I mean, from they them. they need
0: like they know what they're gonna get from Jokic on the offensive end, yes, night in and night out. Uh, the Lakers are doing their best, to, you know, minimize that with you know throwing different bodies at him in terms of Anthony Davis. But they did very really uh, well in game one. Yep, Dwight Howard and uh, McGee. Dwight Howard looks like his old self. Um, the series, which is great for Lakers fans and Lakers Nation. Um, but. It's not great for anyone else. So if he you know looks like his defensive player of the year herself, Lakers are winning it all and there's no question. Um but I they need Jokic to pick it up on the defensive side of the ball. And that in game two I think he did that. I mean it was he didn't really do much. It was just more so making Anthony Davis do the little things which caused them to get into foul trouble. Yeah. And that was, you know, boxing them out for rebounds and stuff like that just because they he knew he'd, you know, cause a foul. So that they need more of that from him. Um if they have any chance of winning the series. But like like we both said, Lakers are, are winning the series. Uh whether, you know, the Nuggets take game three or not. Yeah. It's I just agree. that
1: simple. Um with that being said, we'll move on to Miami versus Boston. Um obviously we know Miami took a very Quick lead, a very quick two-o lead um, against the Celtics. Actually, being both in down in both the, both of those games, and then actually having come back because for some reason it doesn't look like Jimmy Butler's interested in playing until uh, he needs to. Um, so, and then obviously we saw the Celtics play very well, and still actually you know Miami actually did very well at the end of the game and almost coming back um, in Game Three. Um, you know, we we saw what happened in the Boston Celtics locker room after Game Two, um, after going down two zero. We heard a lot of you know, a lot of arguing going on, guys getting into fights. So it seemed <laughs> it seemed that that helped them out in Game Three. Um, how far do you think it's gonna get them from here on?
0: I mean, prior series? prior to the series, I like we mentioned in the past, we we both had the winner of the Raptors Celtics going to the finals. So I'm gonna continue with that. Prior to the series, I had Celtics winning in seven. I think the Heat were on a streak. I had them beating the Bucks, but I didn't have them beating either the Raptors or the Celtics. Um, and with that, them stealing game one, which was a great game, by the way, um, you know, put the Celtics on notice. But then to then back that up with game two uh, was crazy. I mean, that's what caused Marcus Smart to call everyone out because... I feel like he's actually showed up consistently for that team. Yeah. Kemba Walker, he's my favorite player, but he's been lacking. Um, he doesn't look like him his his normal self. Um, they're just a terrible third quarter team, honestly. Because yeah. there's those games where they've had the lead, and come third quarter, they're getting outscored double digits, and it allows you know the other team, like the Miami Heat, to bounce back in to the game. That's what happened in Game One. Celtics were winning. Then game quarter the third quarter came and the Heat came back and made it close and made it a ball game and then that game ended up going to uh, I think it was overtime and Bam Adebayo got the the block at the rim on Jason Tatum that would have you know won them won the Celtics the game.
1: Yeah, um, before this series and even now I'm gonna kind of stick with the same thing. I thought this game this series would go to seven and even after Boston was down two zero I still felt that they would figure it out and, you know, still make this a series. So I do think this game, this series is going to go to seven. Um, And I got the Celtics winning, but they do have to be careful with, um. I guess, being too aggressive in certain situations and making those mistakes in which allows Miami to come back. Um, and I think the key for Miami, if they do want to continue winning this series and actually, you know, get to the finals is jimmy butler needs to be aggressive a lot sooner in these games yeah for sure otherwise it's it's not gonna go well for them but like i said with the celtics i mean we saw they were up in game three and then marcus smart taking an early shot with like 16 seconds still left on the shot clock obviously i mean it it ended up working out for him because he did get fouled but it was a shot he didn't need to take um and a shot that if he did miss it with no foul would have given the heat another opportunity to score a basket and and start making a run so it's mental mistakes like that that is gonna really you know hinder the Celtics chances at making it to the finals um so it's things like that that they need to clean up if they do want to come back and win the series uh which ultimately I do think they will um you know going off of kind of what Draymond Green said um He said if, you know, if the Celtics kind of didn't have that fight in the locker room after game two, he feels like that would have been an even bigger issue than, you know, them actually having that fight. Because they kind of needed that to come together as a team. They needed that spark. So, I think that's going to push them. Uh, I think Miami's still a good enough team to make that. This an interesting series. So, I do think it's going to go to seven. And I got the Celtics coming out.
0: I mean, also, the Celtics got Gordon Hayward back for game three. And it looks like they're going to have him moving forward just because he said he, even though if his wife comes like ends up giving birth to their uh, unborn child, he doesn't plan on leaving the bubble uh, because he already had left the bubble due to his injury. Yeah. Um, but he brought that spark off the bench that they needed yeah. um, for, on the offensive end. So I think moving forward, he will be the X factor. Um, if he shows up, they'll win. And if he doesn't, uh, they'll be in the same case that they were in for game one and game two. So, he's X-Factor. I think he'll make the difference on whether they win or lose this series. Um, and then with that, we're going to move forward uh, to some UFC. This past uh, weekend, we had a fight night, uh, you know, a UFC fight night. Uh, and the main event was Covington Woodley. Uh, Woodley he was going into this fight. He was on a two fight losing streak. Me, uh, he lost to Usman and he lost to, um, uh, Gilbert Burns, uh, make that three, uh, fight lose streak. Cause he just lost to Covington. Uh, although he did look a lot better than he did in his past two fights. Um, he didn't do enough to even win, uh, or get close to winning that, f- uh, the fight against Covington, uh, in the end, he needed a stoppage on his part to win that fight going into the last round. But we seen, you know, he dealt with an injury that caused the fight to be stopped. And Covington to uh, win by TKO, uh, you can say. He ended up breaking his ribs. So, I think he should retire after this just because there's no way of him bouncing back. I know you don't like him and you feel like he should have retired a long time ago. Um, so... But in terms of Covington, I don't like him, and I hope—I mean, after the fight, he called out uh, Masvidal and Usman. I hope he fights one of them and he gets punched in the mouth, just because I, you know, he needs his ass whooped. And just like Usman did it with the past fight, he broke his jaw. He needs his jaw broken again. Um, I don't like him, and I don't hope—and I hope he doesn't, you know, do well. But there's no way he fights Usman before Gilbert Burns. And I think Gilbert Burns, des- deservingly so, deserves that championship fight. Um, so maybe if Usman beats Burns, he he can fight him. But I think if anything, he'll fight Masvidal before he fights Usman again. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think his next fight is gonna be Masvidal. Um, I mean, everybody in the UFC and around the UFC is kind of on the same page that that you are, and really, um, it's got to be Burns uh, before it's Covington. Um and with everything going on, I mean, it's the biggest story in UFC right now is Covington and Masvidal because all the trash talking that's been going on the history of you know, you know, you being teammates you know formally. So, um, I believe that is the next matchup for him. And as for Woodley, I said it before and I'm gonna double down now. I think he should retire. Um, his coach even said so. I mean, his coach said you know. When you're young when you're a young fighter and you have that mentality, you go in there, you have that mentality of I want to go in there and I want to beat the shit out of this guy um and as you get older, you just kind of lose that mentality, and it's more so like you know we could just talk it out and and that's it kind of seems like that <laughs> really and and that's exactly what he said, uh almost verbatim, and so it just seems like Tyron Willie doesn't really have that mentality in him anymore um he didn't got that dog, yeah, I mean he just really doesn't and and his coach said even if you could just try to get him to get it for you know that one that one night that you need it on that fight night uh but it doesn't really seem like he has it anymore um and it's tough to really bounce back like you said after especially a three fight win streak against you know these top tier fighters um, three fight lose streak three fight that's what i said a three fight losing streak sorry um you know it's going to be tough for him to bounce back and you know get back into title contention especially with all these young guys that are coming up um and what, what really are you fighting in the UFC if not for title contention at least for somebody like Tyron Woodley, I could imagine that's what his mindset might be. Yeah. Um and to clarify, the only I I only don't like Tyron Woodley because I I, I think his fights his fight, you know his, his fights are his boring. His fights are boring. His fight style is boring. But he is a good fighter. Um, but ultimately, <laughs> I think his time has passed. Um, oh, for sure. He's getting to that age for UFC fighters. I think he should just retire.
0: I mean, I wanted to give him a chance, and I and I, and I said this last time. I think I said he needed to bounce back this fight, and he didn't. And you can tell just on this fight alone, uh, or just based off his last three fights, he looks like a deer in headlights. Yep. And a deer in headlights in the, in the octagon is not something that you want especially for a championship fighter or a former champion at that. So uh, it's going to get ugly. Uh, We shall see where his future future lies, and where Covington ultimately fights next. But this upcoming uh, weekend is UFC 253, uh, which is headlined by Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa. So uh, this is going to be a good fight. Um, I'm I'm excited for it. Um, I think... You know, Adesanya, this is probably his biggest um, challenge as a champion, uh, since becoming champion. Yeah. Um, We're going to give you our predictions uh, for that and the co-main event between Dominic Reyes and... How do you say his name?
1: Jan Blavich.
0: (laughs) So, uh, we'll give him... That that fight is for the vacant light heavyweight title that John Jones, you know, vacated now that he moved up to heavyweight. But for our prediction uh, for this, you know... Between Adesanya and Costa, I'm going with Costa. Uh, I think this is, like I said, the biggest challenge he's faced as a champion. Uh, Costa's his—he's too big, and I think his size will ultimately play an advantage uh, in this matchup between Adesanya. You know, Adesanya, his past fights tend to—he or he leans more towards his speed and uses his speed to his advantage against his opponent. But Costa's just as fast as he is, uh, and he has the power. Um, behind his punches. So I think we might be seeing an upset uh, this upcoming uh, weekend.
1: Uh, yeah, for me, I I agree uh, completely. Um, to me, this fight is going to be very similar, in a way, to the brawl that he had with uh, Kevin Gasolum. Um only because Costa likes to push the pace. He likes to be on you. All, all five rounds, he's going to be on Adesanya, pushing the pace, really le- laying into him. Um, I feel like it's going to be tough for Adesanya to kind of with, withstand something like that. I mean, we saw what, what happened between him and, and, you know, Kevin Gaslam. Obviously, he won the fight, um, but it was a very close fight. And Gaslam really, you know, came into brawl, um, as he always does. But uh, it's going to be a lot tougher to get into that kind of fight. With a much bigger opponent in Costa, um, obviously we know that Gaslam has that punch power, that knockout power, but not to the extent that Costa does. I mean, Costa's a, a whole different animal. He's ten times bigger than, than <laughs> Gaslam is almost. So I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be really a tough fight for Adesanya. I think his best bet is to kind of sit back and try to you know. In a similar way of what John Jones does is keep your opponent at a distance. I think that's his best opportunity to win is just try to keep the fight slow at his own pace and keep, you know, Costa as far away from him as possible, you know, with leg kicks and, and things like that. So
0: And I think that's what if he does pull off the window because of his leg kicks.
1: Yeah, exactly. And because of his length and, and everything like that. But I think it's going to be tough for him to withstand, you know, Costa kind of laying into him and, and pushing the pace and tiring him out for five straight rounds. So I actually do have him losing this fight as well.
0: Um, and what do you think about the Coleman event?
1: And uh the Coleman event, Dominic Reyes and Jan Bla Um uh, I like Reyes in this one. I mean we kinda spoke on a little bit. Um mostly because he's the last fighter we got to see against John Jones. Um so we kinda have the best idea of kind of where he's at. I mean, he's had the more the more recent fight, I believe. But also, um, you know, Dom- Dominic Reyes is a fighter that kind of pushed John Jones almost as much as anybody has. Um, so I do think if he does want to win this fight, he has to take it to the same kind of extent that he did the John Jones fight. And he can't take it any easier just because it isn't John Jones. Uh, if he pushes that same pace that he did against the former champ, um, I think he has a good opportunity of winning this. I mean, this is a guy that you know people kind of thought should be defending this title saturday night because a lot of people did think not me but a lot of people did think that he actually should have won that fight against john jones and to say something like that obviously you know um it's pretty big so for me that's really why i lean more towards reyes um he was able to push you know john jones as far as you really can um and came as close to winning as anybody so it's gonna to be tough if he puts that kind of pressure and pushes the pace as he did against John Jones against Jan. It's gonna be kind of hard to him for him to you know compete with that,
0: yeah, and like you mentioned i I'm picking Reyes to win this fight as well, uh, just his performance against John Jones. I had him winning that fight uh, as close as it was um just the fact that you said he pushed Jones to his limits, so I think with John Jones being the measuring stick uh in that division. We we seen what he's capable of. I don't know really what uh, his opponent is capable of, um, if I'm being honest with you. But Reyes Reyes looked impressive against John Jones, and I think that'll carry on. If not, he'll look even better, um, just because he won't be going up against someone of John Jones' caliber. So I think Reyes will awesomely walk away with the title. And you know we we seen that he he still wanted John Jones to stay in the division so he can get his rematch. That's not gonna happen, but you know, he can make a legacy of his own in that division by becoming champion this weekend and, you know, trying to stay champion for future fights after that.
1: Yeah. With that being said, uh, we'll be right back with uh, our, NFL, uh, our NFL predictions.
0: Yo, what's up, everybody? King Triple C here, the Olympic champ, the flyweight champ, and the bantamweight champion of the world. In other words, the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Man, that's right. Anyhow, I want to give a special shout out to Devin and Jovan. I know you guys have started your podcast, Balls Deep, with Devin and Jovan. I want to congratulate you guys. And I want to tell everybody that's out there that doesn't know about them. So you guys follow them. Subscribe to them. And you guys make sure to follow them on all your social media platforms. Because if you don't. You guys can bend need a triple C. Alright, uh, and we're back. Uh we're gonna be talking about some NFL. Uh we just got past a uh injury riddled week two. Uh, that's seen a lot of big names uh get hurt and a lot of them are out for season. Uh Nick Bosa and Saquon Barkley or and even Bruce Irvin tore their ACLs. Um Malik Hooker you know, towards um. I think it was his Achilles. Um, there's other big injuries around the league. Uh, Solomon Thomas is out for season. Um, Christian McCaffrey's out for a few weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, I mean, it was kind of ridiculous how many people were injured this past weekend, and this in that you know allows the season to be up in the air, uh, just because you don't really know what's going to happen moving forward whether it's you know in terms of what how the team performs or just who else gets injured at this point yeah. um 2020 just seems to be get even worse um as a giants fan seeing uh, our you know our only optimism go down is is you know heartbreaking um for me
1: as much as it hurts as a giants fan there's really there wasn't really much uh that people really had going first the season anyways. I think if anything the team that's most hurt by this uh by this inj- injury riddled you know, week 2 is going to be the 49ers cuz they have I so mean, much high expectations. Obviously such high expectations they brought back basically the same team but losing, you know, their best pass rusher and, and Nick Bosa, losing Jamiru Garoppolo for who knows how much time, losing D Ford, who's a, a, their probably their second best pass rusher. I mean, Mostert, you know, losing Mostert, Tim so Coleman. to lose guys like that so early on in the season. I think I meant I. I'm pretty sure I touched on it in my breakdown. If you haven't watched that, go watch it. Go watch um, it. It's gonna affect them, especially being in such a stacked division. If they're you know, if they drop a few games, especially with that tough schedule, um, it's gonna be kind of hard for them to you know Bounce back. recover recover this season. So.
0: And with that, we're going to, you know, move forward to our week three predictions or you know, we talk about three key matchups. We predict the winner that we had in those matchups. And then we go into selecting our lock and our upset for the week. Uh, last week, we both went three and two, which means he's five and five on the season and I'm six and four on the season. Um, <laughs> so uh, his upset in the Lions, didn't pan out for him. He did mention the Raiders. I don't know how to hold the lead. He did mention the Raiders who actually beat the Saints, but he didn't go with them, so that's on him. Um, I went with the Giants. They were down 17-0 at one point, came back, and you know lost essentially at the buzzer, basically. Yeah, they had an um, opportunity to win it. They had opportunity to win it, and they failed, so they lost 17-13. Um, both our locks won, um, and the Falcons failed us both once again, uh, where they were blowing out the Cowboys and, you know, allowed them to come back. And then all they had to do was jump on the onside kick. Yeah. And, uh, they didn't do that. And then the Cowboys kicked the field one by one. What was it? 50 to 49. It was a shootout. And, a we, and we did say I that
1: game was over and
0: we did say that, that game was going to be game of the week. And I think it was, it proved, yeah, it proved us right. Um, but we didn't have we didn't have the right team you know coming out on top. And then but as for this week, um we're going to be talking about three matchups and the first matchup we're talking about has to do with one of those teams. It's the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Um for me, I have Seattle winning that game. I mean, Dallas hasn't looked impressive to me. I don't care how much they came back last week to yeah. win uh that I I put that more on Atlanta and their defense and you know coaching whatever you want to call it i blame them on why dallas came back and won that game but dallas week 1 did not look impressive against uh, the rams game and week 2 they were getting blown out against atlanta uh so they're going up a team of seattles you know you know they're 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 their standard they're top 5 team in, in the rankings yeah. um, at the moment i think Russell Wilson is going to fry. Uh, That's my MVP pick. He's going to fry. Um, And then defensively, Jamal Adams, I think, is going to play a big factor. And the reason why I say so, he wanted to go to Dallas. Dallas didn't go pick him. And I think he's going to have, you know, a vengeance. Even though, you know, he's not the Jets. They're not the Jets, and he didn't really play for them. I think he's going to prove them or give them a reason why they should have trade for him awesomely, and I think he's gonna be the x factor that wins them the game. We never need to expect Russell Wilson to do Russell Wilson things, so
1: yeah. um for me, I got Seattle as well I mean uh to kind of go off what you said, I mean Dallas really they have all the talent in the world, yet they don't look impressive at all. I mean obviously they were able to come back kind of uh Atlanta kind of had the same thing that they did in week one, their defense looked actually pretty impressive, a lot more impressive than. People kind of expected, and then they kind of uh, gave it up all at the end. Um, but that's not something you're going to be able to do against a defense like Seattle because um, that, that Seattle defense isn't Atlanta's defense. That's a defense that we know what they're capable of. <clears throat> so it's going to be a lot tougher for them to get things going um, as it was kind of in the beginning of the game uh, in Atlanta. So um, I do have Seattle winning. Uh, Russell Wilson's playing MVP football. He's looking unstoppable. Kinda of got that chip on his shoulder that everybody seems to think he has, you know, no MVP votes ever. Um
0: A lot of the stuff you mentioned in your breakdown, yeah, so like like, like we said I earlier, my breakdown. tune into so, his breakdown. So, <laughs> tune into
1: my breakdown. I mean, Seattle's looking like a really good team and for good reason. They're stacked on both sides of the ball. So with Dallas not really playing up to par as of
0: as of right now, I don't see them going beating Seattle. And then uh, we move on to our next matchup, and that's Green Bay versus the Saints, or Green Bay versus New Orleans. (laughs) So Packers (laughs) versus Saints. Uh,
1: Um, Who do you have? Yeah, for me in this one, I got Green Bay. Um, Kind of for similar reason. I mean, Aaron Rodgers looks like the Aaron Rodgers of old. I mean, he's playing good football. I know Jamal Adams is out now, so that's obviously a, a big hit on you know, Green Bay. Uh but who? Oh Devontae Adams? The Devon, I said Jamal Adams. <laughs> Devontae
0: Well he's not <laughs> out yet. A, Devontae
1: Adams is uncertain right now, so obviously that would be a big hit if he does end up not playing. Um but obviously we kinda saw how the Saints struggled um to kinda hold that Raiders offense just not just last night on Monday night football. So it's gonna be a a lot tougher um for them to go in and play a talented offense like the Green Bay Packers, especially with Aaron Rodgers slinging it. um, Like I said, having kind of, you know, making his, you know, candidacy for the MVP, you know, making his just as just as well as Russell Wilson is. He's kind of doing the same thing. So it's going to be tough for uh, – You ain't going to say pause? <laughs> So, so I do have Green Bay winning this one. I do think it's going to be a shootout. Um, But ultimately, uh, I think Green Bay is going to put up just too many points for uh, New Orleans to keep up.
0: I want to say New Orleans, um, but I'm not going to say New Orleans. No, the reason why I'm not going to say New Orleans is they're missing Michael Thomas. And it was evident what he meant to that team uh, last night against the Raiders. They lost to the Raiders. So I wouldn't say it like that.
1: I think the Raiders are pretty important. I
0: mean, they're not terrible, but they—that's a game that they could—they—they should have won. <coughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. They should have won against the Raiders, and they lost. And Drew Brees didn't look that great against the Raiders' defense. And that's what I—what I'm talking about specifically. Their defense isn't really that good. I they're, mean, they have very
1: young. I feel
0: like oh yeah, they—they're young. They're, they're young, but they're not proven. And I think. The Saints' offense is so high-powered, they shouldn't really have problems with that. But they did, and I think that's going to be the reason why I picked Green Bay. Um, I love Devontae Adams. I think he's underrated. He might not even play, but I'm still going with Green Bay because, as Jovan says, Aaron Rodgers is slinging it. So <laughs> uh, he he's he looks like his own self, and I think he'll continue that with that. It's going to be a good matchup. I think it'll be low-scoring. It's not going to be as high-scoring as people think. But Aaron Rodgers is going to, you know, work miracles. And they're going to end up winning whether Devontae Adams plays or he doesn't. When um, with that, that's going to lead us to our last key matchup, which is against, the you know, the past two MVPs um, on Monday Night Football. And that's going to be Kansas City, Baltimore. Um, I was tempted to go Baltimore, but... I'm going to go KC and the reason why I go KC is Patrick Mahomes. I think is just Patrick Mahomes. I mean, last last year when uh we seen these two teams face off in the regular season, uh Kansas City Kansas City's offense was just too high powered for Baltimore. I think obviously at Baltimore got better on the defensive end and that will, you know, cause trouble for Kansas City this time around. Um but I think that offense is too high powered for you know, Baltimore to keep up. Yes, Baltimore ultimately can score a lot of points, but I think they won't be able to score enough to win this matchup just because Kansas City is ridiculous. And their offense is essentially covering up the flaws that they have on the defensive end.
1: Um, I'm going to go opposite, and I'm going to go with Baltimore Ravens. I ultimately do think that this game, uh, I think both teams are capable of putting up points and a lot of them. I think it's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball and which team's going to make a stop. Uh and for me that's the Ravens. They're obviously the more proven, the deeper team on defense. They're the better defensive team uh than the Chiefs are. Although the Chiefs are no scrubs on defense. They're capable of getting their takeaways, but I do think Baltimore is going to be able to make that stop and be able to win win the game because of their defense. Um especially because we kind of saw KC struggle early uh this past the Chargers. week against the Chargers on defense, so um, special teams, yeah. So it's gonna be real tough for uh, if they come out kind of flat like they did, uh, you know, against the Chargers. It's gonna be real tough to kind of make that up against a Baltimore team that um, isn't very fond of giving up many points. Uh, so although they they are a very high powered offense, I think it's gonna come down, like I said, to those defensive stops, and I think Baltimore is gonna be. Uh, more likely to do it than Kansas City
0: is And that's really what it comes down to for me Alrighty, and um, this moves on to Our locks And our upsets for the week You want to begin? Who's your lock? Uh,
1: my lock is the Colts <laughs> against the Jets There's not really much to say other than It's the Jets Um, <laughs> I'm kind of going with a safer pick this week Um, You know, I'm trying to pad my record To keep up with Devin a little bit <laughs> uh but i mean obviously the jets are are awful i mean the only real bright spot they have on their team is Le'Veon bell who's injured and even when he's there they really can't get him going because of the scheme gase is is running over there i mean they really can't get anybody going at running back um so i mean honestly this is a team i can see not winning a single game this season I said um, that in my first round. So, down. <laughs> so, so, just, so I mean, yeah, I could make a lock pick against him every week and probably win it, but... I, I really um, made
0: that uh, same statement.
1: But, yeah, I got the Colts winning this one really because the Jets are just that awful. And, They're the Jets. And even just as good as Le'Veon Bell is, if you can't get him going, there's not much you're going to get going outside of that. So,
0: it's going to be a long season. And Indy's defense did look impressive this past week. Yes. So, and that was against... Um, the Vikings, who have a much higher high, uh, high power offense,
1: although so the Vikings haven't looked good. I mean,
0: well, that was more on their defensive end. They're offensively, they they still are, have a lot of weapons. Yeah, and you're now playing well, the well, Jets. My breakdown. I, I break down the Vikings. And now you now you have the Jets, who don't have any weapons. <laughs> Kirk needs but to care the ball. <laughs> as for my lock, my lock was actually going to be my upset, but I changed my mind, <laughs> Um and I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who go up against the Houston. Uh, Texans, and the reason why I had to switch my mind. Houston currently ranks first in most pressures allowed through week two or through two weeks, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. And two of the Pittsburgh Steelers' pass rushers, in TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. Well, TJ Watt is the highest graded defender through uh week two at ninety three point seven, and Bud Dupree is tied for second. and T.J. Watt is tied for fourth in total pressures through uh, Week 2. So te- to summarize it, Texans can't block it, uh, any pass rushers, and the Steelers seem to get through all offensive lines that they faced up until this point, and I think that's going to continue, uh, which is going to put pressure on Deshaun Watson to, you know, use utilize his legs more, and I think he's going to have to, you know, create some plays with his legs, but he's not going to have enough time to uh, make plays down the field yeah. and that's what ultimately will, will, they will they will they'll need that for them to ultimately win the game and I don't think they'll ultimately get it and that's why I picked pick uh pick Pittsburgh as my lock this week. Yeah, uh, ultimately
1: it sounds like it'll probably you know result in Deshaun Watson making a lot more mistakes. It sounds like he's gonna have a long a long day.
0: <laughs> I mean he had one against uh Baltimore yeah, and so. uh so I think it's gonna just continue and although i have them starting off 0 and 3 i think their schedule gets a bit e- easier and i did have them winning the division in my breakdown so i think they'll turn around uh starting week 4 but i don't know first three weeks you play kc, baltimore and pittsburgh that's rough yeah. um but as for uh upsets um i'm going with the giants again uh and reason for this I, my girlfriend's a big 49ers fan and uh we actually made a bet that uh the loser has to buy dinner uh the, the following day so uh only reason why i'm going with them as the upset this week is because of this bet i gotta stay i gotta stay strong and stay my ground but also san fran and is dealing with a lot of injuries like you said earlier they're the, this is the perfect week for it. Yeah, they're they're the team most impacted by the injuries that happened week two. Yes, the Giants lost Saquon Barkley, but they went out and signed Devontae Freeman, who may or may not play um, this upcoming week. But I think with the injuries to the 49ers, the Giants have a perfect opportunity to actually, you know, pull off a win in their first win of the season. They could have done it last uh, last week against the Bears, but I think this is the week. And I think I'm really going to be getting a dinner the following
1: day Interesting. uh my upset pick i'm gonna go with oakland versus new england uh more so because i kind of wish i would have stuck with oakland last <laughs> weekend or last week um you know i did i did mention that i like them uh, against the saints and monday night football because i do think they're a lot better team than people give them credit um uh but ultimately i'm picking them because i mean although that new england defense is really good um you know, Oakland has a really good offense, young offense, but a really good offense. I mean, they have, you know, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs is running the ball very well. I mean, even on the de- defensive side of the ball, while they're very young, they do have some good talent. Klein Cl- Farrell, Jonathan Hankins, Ray mcmillan and so on. Um, and obviously, we saw we saw what they were capable of, obviously not as talented a defense as New England but we saw what they were capable of of putting up points uh, against teams and being able to kind of uh, stick with those teams that are able to put up points. So um, obviously we saw that New England's capable of putting up points too because we saw what they did against a good defense in Seattle. Um, But I think ultimately if it comes to like a shootout type situation, I think Oakland wins that because I think New England's going to rely more on their run game. Rather than they are in that pass game, um, and ultimately it's going to be it's going to be difficult for them to do. It's going to be difficult for them to get a win against Oakland if it becomes a close game late, for the same reason that we kind of saw what happened against Seattle. I mean, they weren't really able to get the ball in the end zone late on a goal line stand because they have to rely so heavily on their. Running game.
0: I just think that was more predictability, just because they were they were doing oh, it, definitely. they were doing all game, and it was working effectively. So they well, Seattle it's it's assumed been, it was going to, yeah. you know. I mean, be it's next. been it's
1: been it's what's been most effective for them in general. I mean, obviously oh, for sure. we know that Kim is capable of throwing the ball, yet they're not really letting it loose all that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I do think that you, you're picking Oakland. Or should I say Las Vegas? You're picking I Las No, no, no. I just said Oakland. I... You're picking Las You're picking I... I... Los. <laughs> uh, what does it matter? You're, you're picking the Raiders the wrong week. I think you should have, you know, picked them last week. And I think this week they stand no chance against New England just for the simple fact that New England just lost. And they're going to, you know, want to redeem themselves and prove why they're such a powerhouse still in the NFL. And I think Cam Newton is going to be or he's gonna do the same thing Aaron Rodgers is doing. Yeah. Maybe. Slinging
1: it. I just think I think there's a <laughs> lot there's a lot that New England can do in their offense to obviously impress. Uh but I feel like like you said, they've just been uh much too predictable. I mean we see we've seen obviously that they lost to Seattle because of predictability. They weren't able to put up points against the Dolphins.
0: They've still looked impressive. Yeah. Yeah. The first through two weeks they've they've looked yeah, very impressive. Definitely. Um but with that uh, we appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. Um whether you're here from, you know, episode 1 or you're just tuning in for the first time, uh we hope you guys, you know, return for our next episode. It'll be episode 22. Um so we'd appreciate that and if you haven't already, hit the follow button and you know, subscribe to us. I mean, like, follow, subscribe on all social media platforms. The are descri- the links will be in the description below. Um, and I that's not, that's all I have to say. You have yeah, anything and to go? If you
1: haven't go watch our breakdowns for our uh divi- our divisions, our divisional breakdowns that all uh, should be posted at this point or uh, at least when this video is releasing. So, um, you know, go watch our breakdowns. If you follow the NFL, you wanna see how well we thought your team would do, um or <laughs> what you wanna hear we think about your team and you know, uh just, you know, for whatever you wanna hear about the NFL really just Go watch our our divisional breakdowns. We made and it see who we picked for you yeah. know our, our conference champions and who we have as our Balls Deep Super Bowl.
0: Balls deep Super Bowl prediction. Um so make sure to tune into those. He he uh, broke down the NFC, I broke down the AFC. And so it should be very interesting. But for now, uh as always, we'll see you next time. See you. You're talking about balls deep. I'm talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love. I'm talking about
1: balls
0: deep. My boy's talking about balls deep. We're talking about balls deep in love.